0: Hey, Doc, this is it. Never mind that, never mind that now, never mind that, never mind. Why, that's me. Look at me. I'm an old man. Good I'm Dr. Emmett Brown. I'm standing here on the parking lot. Of Thank God, i still got my hair. Well, is this March, thing I'm wearing? Well, wow, this, this is uh, radiation, suit. Radiation, suit? Of course. Because of all the fallout from the atomic force. This is <sighs> truly amazing. A portable television studio. No wonder your president has to be an actor. He's got to look good on television. Whoa, this is it. This is the part coming up, guy. No, 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 no. This sucker's electrical. But I need a nuclear reaction to to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. What did I just say? The flux capacity stores... This sucker's electrical. But I need a nuclear reaction to to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. 1.21 gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts!
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. I'm Jason.
2: I'm Red, and foxes are (laughs) Canada's.
1: And this week, we have special guest host Rob on with us. Say hi, Rob.
3: Hi. I'm just like uh, herpes. I come around every so often.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's not a fox. And you can't get rid of him.
3: No, you can't.
1: And this week, we are going to discuss the movie that made Michael J. Fox break his family ties to team up with a cuckoo's nest psych patient to rob the Libyans of their tasty, tasty plutonium. It's 1985's Back to the Future. But first, uh, let's uh, do some news this week. What do you got
2: for us this week, Red? Okay. I actually did do some research. Yeah? Yeah. I did do some looking. Honest to God, with the exception of superhero stuff, couldn't find anything.
1: No. No way. (laughs) I think you've got to be facetious at this point because the Avengers 4 trailer dropped like yesterday.
2: Well, the thing is, you know me in trailers. I don't want to give. I don't want for my own enjoyment. I don't like Having them show way too much in a trailer, they I didn't. did find, I did find several things referencing the trailer and some people discussing the trailer. But it, I figured you would hit that one because it's such a big piece of news, and you could do it in a manner that would not be a spoiler for me to watch the show.
3: There's well, no spoiler in it, dude. It's just a bunch of sad face Captain America.
2: Yeah, so I understand. I think- Because the ending is part of the journey or something is what it was telling me.
1: Yeah, so I think Rob has that news item this week. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us about that, Rob?
3: Hey, the Avengers trailer came out yesterday. Is that right? It did. (laughs) Amazing. And it was awesome. Mm. It was so awesome. Well, tell us how
1: awesome it was.
3: Everybody was sad and mopey. It's like somebody kicked their dog. It was so bad.
1: Well, they kind of did kick their dog. Well, they ashed their dog.
3: That's true. That's true. Well, no, only half of the dogs, right? Fifty percent of all life in. But the I mean,
1: it's like a coin flip on whether your dog is going to get ashed or not.
3: From from the amount of tears Captain America was uh, squirting, it was his dog. His name <laughs> Captain was Captain <Bucky>. America squirting. <laughs> yep. But it, you know, it was all sad. Uh, you didn't get hardly anything out of it, except that there's some sort of plan, and he hopes it works. A if it plan. doesn't. Yeah, because if it doesn't work, uh, basically he said he doesn't know what he's going to do. He might kill himself. Probably not. but you know, That leaves more Disney. resources
2: for everybody else. That he is true. didn't say that, no, he you didn't. liar.
3: He just said he didn't know what he would do if his plan didn't work. We don't know what the plan is. But I'm assuming it involves Ant-Man because he showed up at the very end, knocking on the front door going, Hey guys, remember me? I'm from uh, the airport. I was on your team, Captain.
1: Well, I mean, think about it. He's basically the only comic relief left on the Avengers.
3: Oh, no, 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 no. They still have Thor.
1: Thor is not comic relief. Uh, he has been lately. No, I mean, he's had a few funny lines and stuff, but he's not the comic relief.
3: That's true. That's true.
1: I mean, the comic relief in the last film was, um, what's his face from, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocket? Well, yeah, Rocket in a way, but um, I'm thinking Drax.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, and
1: yeah. Uh, and then Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He he play He had some great one-liners, but
3: well, he always does.
1: But they're both gone. Actually, all three of them are gone.
3: Uh, yeah, no, Rocket's still alive.
1: Oh, did Rocket not? Did uh, I miss that?
3: If I remember correctly, uh, on Titan, it was Iron Man, Nebula, and Rocket. No, wait, Rocket wasn't there. No, it was Rocket, Tony Stark. Yeah, Tony Stark and Nebula, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rocket was with Thor down back on Earth. Yeah, I think Rocket's ashed. Is Rocket ashed? I thought he was getting all weepy eyed because Groot went ashed.
1: And then I think Rocket got ashed. Did he? Yeah. So why don't you do some research, research on the fly? We'll uh, the fly. finish Red's news stories. What else you got, Red? That's it. That's it? You just wanted to announce that there's no superhero. No, I was gonna
2: say I was going no. What I said was that I did some research. I didn't see anything with a spaceship, no robots. I came across a bunch of stuff leading up to that, but it was so big I figured you would I would default to you to go into that because I didn't want to spoil anything for myself in the movie ah okay well we still haven't spoiled anything for you so no rocket. no it sounds like just the ending of the last movie
1: yeah,
3: yeah pretty much pretty much rocket survived okay so rocket is around Ro- rocket so. and nebula are the only two from guardians of the galaxy that survived okay so
1: i had it in my head that rocket ashed
3: so yeah i did too sort of what other news you got this week I have. Uh, let me get to it. <clears throat> so Netflix, this is this is like fringe sci-fi. Um, Netflix is going to make a new anime, and, you, um, and the only reason why it's sci-fi is because it's Ghost in the Shell, and that definitely qualifies as sci-fi. It does. They are uh, <clears throat> they are pushing to add more anime content to their library. Uh, So they are planning on doing Ghost in the Shell and I believe, um, 2020? 2020. No, no. No, no. Yeah, 2020, 2020. because they have Neon Genesis Evangelion in 2019. Evangelion. Yeah, that too. Uh, And it's going to, let's see, they already have Ultraman uh, getting ready to do. uh, And then, oh, a live action of Cowboy Bebop.
1: A live-action
3: Bebop. There is a live-action television series based on Cowboy Bebop.
1: That's going to be difficult. That's going to be interesting.
3: I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how that one's gonna gonna flow. But, um, basically, they just want to bring some more Japanese to the uh, uh, Japanese anime to the to the streaming service, Uh, and they're going to do it in some sort of 3D CG animation
2: but it's live action. No, 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 no Ghost the, the, in the
3: Shell is, is animated. They're right. doing some sort of, it's 3D CG, so I, I'm thinking it's like that pseudo 3D animation type look and feel. Uh, uh, apparently, it's like uh, Appleseed Seed uh, is something that uses uh, 3D CG. So, I don't know.
1: Well,
2: I, to what 3D I just was. did some research on the fly. I think I can redeem myself. in Oh, <laughs> well, go right ahead. But it's not a show. That's fine. It's a game. That's perfect. The first trailer for Obsidian's new project, Outer Worlds, was unveiled at the 2018 Gaming Awards on the 6th of December. They've got a uh, something out called uh, The Outer Worlds. Well, tell us it's, more. A lot of spaceships, space guns, space people, and space aliens.
3: That's not sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just because it has space in it doesn't mean it's sci-fi.
2: <laughs> Obsidian has already has already brought out RPG stuff like Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, but now they're going to be working on this this new game they got out called The Outer Worlds.
1: Well, they did Knights of the Old Republic too, right?
2: It just shows Knights of the Old Republic. It doesn't specify one or two.
1: I thought two. BioWare did
2: Knights of the Old Republic and Obsidian did too. Uh, yeah, but, BioWare uh, did the first Pilters one. Pillars of Eternity up. and Knights of the Old Republic were acquired by Microsoft in November. Yes, I do remember them taking Obsidian.
3: However, Outer right. Worlds isn't going to be a Microsoft game.
2: But there really? is an associated yeah. trailer and the graphics look really good. So apparently we've got a RPG MMO that's going to be coming out fairly soon.
1: Well, that's good because Fallout seventy six sucks balls.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, you
1: know, there's no sucks. solid
2: release date on this game other than twenty nineteen. So
3: you know, it sucks balls when a dude that can literally not die wants to do nothing but die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: some, some how do we get to th- talking about deadpool too? <laughs>
3: well it's i don't know but this guy he, he has a glitch like some sort of glitch that he can't die his health is always at one perpetually at one he took a nuke to the face and still lived and all he wants to do is have fallout uh have the fallout team kill him it sounds like you pissed <laughs> off a Dungeon Master to me. And they won't. They have uh, The last I heard, they hadn't done it, but I haven't looked in the last couple of weeks. But, Somebody yeah. pissed
2: off the Dungeon Master and didn't bring the Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like it.
1: Well, this no week, so Rob took one of my uh, news articles about Ghost in the Shell, but I do have a couple. So I, I did want to talk about, I co-hosted an episode of Bad Gamers Anonymous with Crowley and Joe this past week. Uh, it's episode 64. We talked about Red Dead Redemption 2 Online and Fallout 76. So I uh, definitely encourage you to go check that out. It was a great time. Uh, I thank both of them for having me on as a guest host. Uh, we, we had fun. And uh, you can check that out at EarGlueMedia.com or search for Bad Gamers Anonymous and whatever podcatcher you, uh, you subscribe to. Uh, my next news item is, I don't know if either one of you have caught any episodes of Night Flyers yet.
3: I've watched the first episode
1: and
3: yeah, I'm hooked, but I just haven't watched any of the others. Oh, it's excellent. So the, the
1: first episode is definitely good and it gets better from there. So I'm, I'm three episodes in. Um, they released, I guess the first two episodes, the first night that they released. And then the third
3: episode came in like a day and a half after, but, um, it's like five days and it's, it runs Sunday through Thursday for two weeks. Right. Right. Is is what it is. Okay. So, so I've probably got one or two episodes left in my
1: queue that I need to catch up on this weekend, but yeah, it's, it's definitely very good. Worth checking out. Um, very, uh, very dark noir sci-fi, and uh, it's got some some nice horror elements in it, so uh, some some nice nods to some previous uh, horror sci-fi like Alien, and definitely worth checking out.
3: So would you review that one?
1: It's on the list.
3: But it's horror.
1: But it's sci-fi. Okay. We've done, I mean, we did Alien. I it's know. It's sci-fi horror. I know. I mean, sci-fi and horror are kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah,
3: and that's why you won't ever do horror. But it's in space, so it counts.
2: Yes. We couldn't do horror because a lot of the stuff that people consider horror, I personally don't call horror.
3: Well, that's okay. I don't even like horror.
2: I'm not into gore.
3: It's too predictable.
1: Yes. So yeah, there's some, there's definitely some subgenres of horror that I'm not super interested in.
2: If you're dumb enough to stop and engage in coitus while the guy with the big bloody axe is coming after you, you deserve to die. <laughs> yeah, He's not into slasher picks
3: No, 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 no. no. Um, because nobody dies if they're a virgin. They should know that.
2: <laughs> so
3: they should not stop and do it. I mean, if they stay virgins, then boom.
2: The, the- you need to watch Children of the Corn. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
3: Never mind. I retract my statement.
2: I was going to say, little Stevie King fixed that. Right.
1: All right. So you guys ready for the crawl? Oh, yes. Let's pod crawl it.
2: We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information.
0: Marty McFly, aspiring rock star and puffy best aficionado, does some light breaking and entering of Doc Brown's residence before trashing the place. Late for school, young Marty takes to the streets on his skateboard causing hazardous conditions on the roadways like the scofflaw he has. To complete his spree of misdemeanors, he gets both him and his girlfriend Jennifer cited for tardiness. Marty comes home to discover the family wagon has been wrecked, trashing his weekend camping and sexy times plans with Jennifer. At 1.15 that morning, Marty heads to the mall to meet up with Doc, because in 1985 nobody batted an eye at a 17-year-old meeting strange old men in mall parking lots. (laughs) Doc reveals the (laughs) only real use for the DeLorean DMC-12, converting it into a time machine. Using Doc's dog, Einstein, as the first test subject, they somehow manage to get the stainless steel monster up to 88 miles per hour and shoot (laughs) Einstein into the future by one minute. After Doc reveals the time machine is powered by the magic of plutonium that he pilfered from some Libyans, the Libyans come to reclaim their property and fill Doc full of lead. Marty leads them on a chase in the DeLorean, which is barely able to outrun a VW bus, bumps the time device with his elbow, crawls to 88 mph and shoots back in time to 1955. After taking out a barn, freaking out a farm family and killing an innocent pine tree, Marty breaks the DeLorean by looking at it wrong and has to hide it and walk back to the pleasant burg of Hill Valley. Still in a daze, Marty wanders into a diner looking for a phone book and Doc's address and runs into his future father. Witnessing the origins of the bullying dynamic between George and Biff, Marty decides to butt in, because that's probably okay for the timeline. George slinks off while Marty isn't looking and Marty catches up to him in time to see his future father up in a tree peeping on Marty's future mother Lorraine. George falls from the tree, but instead of getting hit by his future father-in-law's car, Marty pushes him out of the way and gets hit instead, altering the future timeline and causing Marty's wallet-sized family photo to slowly start photoshopping him and his siblings out of existence. Marty wakes up in a strange bedroom with the comforting sounds of his mother's voice nursing him back to health and sultrily seducing him. Marty realizes he's in his future mom's bedroom, in his purple underwear, with his mom giving him the hungry eyes. After a brief dinner with his future extended family, Marty beats Pete to Docs to seek assistance in getting back to 1985 where the puffy vests are cool and the fake sugar water is caffeine-free. After convincing Doc he's really from the future and recovering the DeLorean, Doc proclaims that the only thing other than magical radioactive elements that could generate the requisite 1.21 gigawatts, not gigawatts, is a bolt of lightning. Fortunately, thanks to a persistent hobo dressed as a preservation society lady, Marty knows exactly when lightning will strike. Marty reveals he may have made a minor oops when he crossed paths with his mom who now has the hots for him and launches a plan to get his mom back together with his dad in a much better version of the parent trap only without the twins. Marty tells George that he has to beat Marty up at the dance, but George is a lover, not a fighter, so Marty plays dress up and hunts George's dreams. On the night of the dance, Marty's mom has had enough of this nice guy shit from Marty and attacks him in the most cringeworthy incestual scene since Ennio <coughs> F- strikes back. Biff comes around to interrupt the party and has his goons drag Marty off for some pre-beating workout while he assaults Lorraine for a bit. Late to the party, George drops by for a little Marty bashing, but to his horror discovers Biff in the car. However, all the pent-up harassment and years of Brillo cream poisoning focuses George's anger and he lays Biff out in a single blow, earns the adoration of Lorraine and a simple kiss later secures Marty's future of being born. Marty heads back to town to race the DeLorean to 88 miles per hour to hook onto a metal cable charged by the power of nature and zoom back to the future. He heads back to the mall to warn Doc Brown that he's about to die, however, being a DeLorean, it breaks down again at the worst possible moment, so Marty has to hoof it and he (laughs) arrives too late. Mourning over his creepy old mad scientist friend, Marty is shocked to discover that Doc got the message and wore a protective vest, and they gather up their things and take Marty home. He discovers his future timeline has changed. His family is successful now with his father having gained confidence in a better barber and his mother laying off the vodka and cigarettes. Jennifer comes over and Doc returns from the future to bring Marty and Jennifer back to the future. And roll where we're going. We don't need Rhodes' credits.
2: There's not a damn thing wrong with vodka and cigarettes. This is smoking and drinking.
0: <laughs>
1: well, it's so... Vodka and cigarettes, although a tasty combination in in any movie, yeah, will do some uh, damage to your your longevity. It tends to age you.
2: Uh, It only takes time off of the last few years of your life, and those are the bad ones anyway. Right, right, right. Never too young to start. (laughs) Name that film. Uh, That's Waterworld. There you go. That's Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper.
1: So, Rob, you're the guest. Did you uh, enjoy the movie?
3: There's absolutely nothing wrong with this show. Loved it. Wouldn't change a thing. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. We've got a fanboy.
3: Just channeling my inner Red.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I knew exactly what he was doing. Uh (laughs) Red, what'd you think? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking Battlestar Galactica. What?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, what'd you think? No, I...
2: I actually, the first thing that popped into my head rewatching it for the upteenth time was, uh, I'm glad it happened in '85 to '55 because if this would have been 2015, I don't think any of these kids nowadays would have had a clue about a payphone or a phone book. Oh, I know. Yeah, that makes it that that's a brilliant point. Um, It is startling some of the things that are still around. Like I've noticed, the fashion hasn't changed that much from '85 to today.
1: Well, so that's it's kind of come around. So fashion is typically pretty cyclical, anyway.
2: Oh, but don't you remember? Didn't 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 your kiddos have an '80s day back in elementary school? They had to dress like the '80s. Yeah, I think so. And my when my son approached me on that, I'm just like, I've been dressing you like the '80s since you were born. Uh- <laughs> Jeans and a t-shirt, man.
1: Well, that explains and a some life preserver.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, n- I never had the never had that jacket. I have to admit, I haven't seen too many people. But they're, they're still available. They're still worn.
1: And he didn't he uh, didn't have them in a huge puffy jean jacket either. He didn't give him a mullet.
2: No, he did have the jean jacket, but not a
1: big, huge, puffy one. And eh, no, no, I wouldn't say it was puffy. And jean jackets when they were toddlers were were cute. They weren't a fashion faux pas.
2: Well, and he didn't have it as a toddler; he had it in junior high. I wanted to ensure his purity.
1: So it was a fashion faux
2: pas, and it was your fault. No, it was a strategically planned <laughs> <laughs> cock blocking. Or it was. It was the the, the vagina wall or whatever. Uh, we're say, stopping uh, this.
3: Why, why are you trying to cock block? I mean, were you trying he's to? He's
2: in junior high, and you know, he's my baby. Okay. But um, no, I, I thought about that. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, also, I, uh, I can remember aspects of my childhood in the 70s that were reflected in this, like uh, all the gas station attendants. Oh, they had th- they
1: had full service in the 70s?
2: Mm-hmm. Dang. It wasn't, I never had more than two guys get on a car, and they weren't standing at attention. But, uh yeah, I mean, I remember riding over that I mean, I haven't even heard that little air hose ding ding when you pull into a gas pump in forever oh yeah i know i re- I remember but, hearing uh, that back in the but day I but i do I do remember guys coming out and putting in the gas, and i remember I remember specifically asking my parents, does it cost more for them to come out and do it and they said no, but it's it's polite to tip when they do
3: oh so give them a shiny penny, yeah, I was.
1: Young in the 70s, so I don't remember things like that. Although I do remember some gas stations in, like, the early 80s having signs that said full service, self-service, and they did have different prices on them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the 70s, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't that many self-service places in the early 70s. And um, there wasn't a difference in price. Most people just went to the self-service because they didn't want to tip mm. and then of course it just went away from there. I think in in Oregon state you it's all still full service they don't let people pump gas because it's considered a hazardous substance
1: yeah I think that's correct or or just recently was up to correct yeah I don't, but, I don't uh, it may have changed slightly. I want to say that I'd I remember reading something about that, but I may be wrong so.
2: But that that I got a kick out of, I, and and then of course the racial issues. Oh, right. that were reflected. Um, I, I found that very interesting. Start a few cleaning up prices. the shop.
3: Start cleaning up the yeah, town a, by cleaning up a, the shop.
2: <laughs> yeah. A colored mayor, colored just the word colored. colored. Yeah, that'll be the day. He says that'll be the day. And uh then, then I, I, I wanna say one of the placards said something about uh I want I think they were uh they they referred to one of the albums that were selling at the at the store as America's number one negro singer.
1: Oh, did it? I missed that. I didn't something. see that at
2: all. I, I think it said something like that. But I was just like, you know, colored negro. I was like wow, I wonder if you could even get away with that. Today, I mean, we still have the NAACP, or NAACP. Pardon me, but they don't. They don't. That's not a common adjective today, right? Right. Referring to someone as colored, and then, of course, referring to someone as a Negro is probably not a good idea.
1: Yeah, probably
2: not. But the the aspect of how I thought it was crazy, what it must be like going back in time. Imagine placing yourself in the feet of the teenagers that were then. Uh, you know, they were the contemporaries and then seeing how they've seen the world change and putting them today.
1: Yeah. And so it it was striking that they looked at him definitely as an outsider, but they didn't kind of, I mean, it it wasn't something that they double checked him for. I mean, he had, you know, a different, definitely style of clothing, but it Uh was, it was close to contemporary enough that they didn't, you know, look twice at it. Of course they, they, you know, pointed out his his puffy vest. He's a sailor several times, yeah. Mm-hmm. So would you jump ship? I love that line. That was that was right.
2: Awesome. Uh, Never hearing of a rerun before,
1: <laughs> right? Because I mean, yeah, that was the nascent days of of television.
2: Reruns didn't exist yet. And I really do think that the way TVs? they portrayed teenagers, the way they portrayed teenagers in '55, I think was pretty much I was dead on accurate. I can see somebody just popping into a high school like that and integrating. They're a little weird, but that's okay. Uh, Right. it would just move on. I I really do think that was very plausible. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too.
1: This movie definitely had some hints of Cyrano de Bergerac in it. You think? (laughs) Who's Cyrano de Bergerac for people born more recently? Oh, come on. That's a classic. I
2: mean, that was... Uh, Yet yeah, yeah, they may not
1: know. That was one of Dumas' uh, books about basically a guy with a a an unfortunate face that was rather large proboscis. Yes, um, that was in love with a girl, but he couldn't find the nerve to talk to her. So he talked to her through a proxy, and the girl ended up falling in love with the proxy, even though the proxy uh-huh. was dumb as a box of rocks and was using uh-huh. the Bergerac's words.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, so there you go. You just enlightened people.
1: So uh, a modern-day retelling of Cyrano de Bergerac is called Roxanne with uh, Steve Martin. Very good movie. Go check it out.
2: You're really going to put modern-day on that?
1: Uh, well, more modern-day. I mean, that was the 80s. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was 30 years ago, but it's the most modern... You're showing your age. It's the most modern... We're gonna go think, back though. to the future.
2: <laughs> Shut <the> up! <laughs> all fucking. right, I'm personally enjoying this. I've just transitioned over to my rocking chair. Ah, yes. You got your smoking jacket on? <laughs> no, but I do have my colostomy bag hanging on the back of this bed. Gross. Sweet. So, uh, we're all good to go.
3: Make sure it doesn't get too full.
2: Tearing up some of my Metamucil. <laughs> mm.
3: Good old colon cleansing.
2: Yeah. No, this is a great movie. I enjoy it. It's something. I was I was a little surprised at how much cursing was in it. I didn't recall that much cursing.
1: I mean, there's not really a whole lot of cursing. I think it's they not say by today's shit standards. a couple, couple times. And damn. But, oh, damn, damn isn't a curse. Come on. They said damn.
3: We're going to have to edit that out. I there know. There was some it's, damn, there was some hell, there was hey, some hey, shit. Hey, hey. Hey, this is a family down. Bond. Oh my gosh! We get the Potty water mouth. hose out on you too. <laughs> you know, to
1: watch your fucking mouth. Oh dear! Send you back to your. I room. was
2: I was surprised, um, but and then I got to thinking. Okay, if he's going to go thirty years in the future from eighty five, right? Where's he going to hit? Let's do 20, some 2015, math on Twenty fifteen. I became very disappointed. What? I I can't go. To one of my favorite, you know, places like Napa, and get a Mister Fusion for my car. Uh, we don't have flying you're cars, right, you're right, and you're we right. should. By golly, we should. We do have some of
3: the technology. We have we flying
2: cars, but we, the FAA won't authorize it.
3: Yeah, well, we need to stop right there because we're not doing Back to the Future Two.
2: No, but he at the end of the movie he did fly. The car took off. That's true. Okay, that's That's true. true. He had modifications. That's all I'm going with.
3: I I tried to get Jason to let us do just a a three-movie marathon, but he said no.
2: uh Uh-uh.
3: Pansy.
1: That's not how this pod works, Rob. You don't get to just come in and change the rules.
3: I'm the guest. I can do whatever the fuck I want.
2: (laughs) There's the button again. There's the button. There's that button. But yeah, I mean, you know, that would be so nifty. So we just apparently in an alternate universe, right, we've got cold fusion and we have cars that, you know, even though they are made of stainless steel, they can fly. Right. You put well, enough I thrust mean- behind it. I guess anything will fly.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is an alternate universe anyway, because in 1985, you just
2: have crates of plutonium that you cart around willy-nilly. No, they explain that. The Libyans got a hold of that somewhere, somehow. They're bad guys.
1: Yeah, and then he stole it from the Libyans because, yeah, that's what you do. Well, that's that's like, it's
2: more plausible.
3: Yeah, and the plutonium looked like it was in like a slightly liquid form.
2: No, it, it was in a, like, it had like some kind of a liquid
1: suspension
2: around it. Yeah. Oh, it was probably
1: okay. an oil suspension with a plutonium rod. Although
2: why it was mm-hmm. red, I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah. so you could see it.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and they wanted you to be was, able to
2: see it real well because think about it, the way the cameras worked back then. Plutonium, as I recall, isn't plutonium just kind of a soft gray? I think so. Yeah. Well, there was so much gray around that Delorean, they may not have noticed it. True. And with the the visual, with the camera, uh, the camera optics back in the day.
1: (laughs) Well, I had to look. look. I had to look back to see if it was even plausible that Libyans would have plutonium. But yeah, Libya had a uh, nuclear weapons program back starting in the 70s. And they just abandoned it back in the early 2000s. So because I was like, "Uh, that doesn't seem plausible that Libyans are going to have plutonium. But yeah.
3: Well, there they didn't. Go. They had to steal it.
1: That's right. They got it. Stolen they may have from stole it. it from other Libyans. All right. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get this out of the way and talk about the elephant in the room. Let's, uh, do... What? What's that? It's called Gigawatt,
2: not gigawatt. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: All well, right.
2: you're not Doc Brown, and he's had at least one good head blow that we're aware of. Right. All right, Rob. I know this is, uh... I
1: know this is yours, so you, what do you got? Give me a second. Let oh. me pull it up. Oh, Rob's looking shit up. All
3: right. All right. All right. What's he
1: pulling out? You're... I don't know. It's so small.
3: <laughs> oh, 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 you're so funny. Uh, let's see. Okay. So here, listen to this. We all know what Doc Brown said in the first movie. I need a nuclear reaction to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. Gigawatts. Yeah, he pronounced it gigawatts. Gigawatts. Uh, they've always done, you know. Nowadays, it's done with the uh, uh, with a hard G. Um,
2: apparently. Well, you know, sometimes I can't find the G. Not all guys can. <laughs> I do my best. Uh, apparently, Marty, where's the G?
3: Apparently, back in uh, back then, the G was more of a soft G, and so it had the J sound as opposed to a uh, hard G sound. I was gonna uh, say I've
2: heard it pronounced both ways.
3: Yeah, it, originally GIG was gigawatt, and then they changed it.
1: That's
2: to incorrect.
3: Gigawatt. So,
1: giga is an international standard prefix for right. a metric term. Yeah, and that term was originally coined, they think, uh, around the 1920s by a, a German scientist. And it's based off of uh, off of the Greek, but in German, a G has a hard G sound. It doesn't it doesn't have a J sound, so it's Giga. Now, when the French, which I think was where the I S was was located, and maybe still is, when they got a hold of it, they may have decided to to do their chicanery with it and put a
2: soft G sound on it. You but can't the French trust are wrong. those.
3: Yeah, you can't trust those French. It's gigawatt.
2: Yeah, I, but they can make a I rifle that you. won't even scratch when you drop it.
1: Oh, yeah, the Mosin, yeah. I mean, do you open GIFs op- at
2: Christmas? I do. You do?
3: Uh-huh.
2: Sometimes and, I've even been known to watch a GIF.
3: And I like to send GIF, GIFs to other people, you know, the animated it's, it's ones. GIF. Mm-hmm. No, they're GIFs. It's GIF. No, actually, I call them dot, uh, .GIFs.
2: No. Nope. I call them cartoons.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just
1: Da-da. I'm just I'm watching Rob try and think.
3: So so apparently <laughs> Yeah, right. So apparently Miriam Webster had it on uh had it as a pronunciation both ways. They still I there. loved
2: her show.
3: And then and then eventually they apparently removed it and still there?
2: Yeah. Okay. So
3: all right. Well, let's move on.
0: <laughs>
3: so, so now that we
2: finished the anal retentive portion of our show, no shit.
3: So the elephant in the room was the, the w-
2: pronunciation of a consonant Shut only in
3: up. only in Jason's head. <laughs> he stopped the movie and went on a ten minute tirade. About did
2: it. he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what the hell is this shit? It's so inaccurate.
1: Oh! I did not say that. No,
2: no, you did. I said it's but,
1: pronounced gigawatt.
2: Yes. Ah! <laughs> you know, he was just anxiously waiting. He had his finger on that Dude, pause button. I did. As soon
1: as
3: he knew it was yeah,
1: oh, but it was back where to else the did we have to pause, Rob?
3: Oh, oh, are we talking about the uh the part where Eric Stoltz is still in the movie and yes. you didn't believe me?
1: So uh Rob's yes. theory is that Eric Stoltz it's not is not just still my theory. in the movie. It's not just my theory. Rob's a uh, Rob's trying to start a conspiracy theory here. Oh,
3: Well, I remember
2: Stoltz was the original
3: McFly. Yes, yes. Stoltz was the original McFly. They did four weeks of shooting. Um, So in the movie where uh, Marty McFly punches Biff in the uh, diner uh, after he gets tripped and everything like that, uh, they cut to a scene or cut to a close-up of seeing the punch get landed onto Biff's face. Uh, and there's, like half a second long. Yeah, and, but there is speculation around the internet that that is actually Eric Stoltz. They didn't reshoot that portion uh, uh. because it was blurry enough, and it was, uh, that you wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. Only thing is, is when you look at Biff talking to Marty from behind Marty's head, Biff is looking straight down. When Biff gets hit in the face, he is looking straight ahead right before the... Uh, punch Lance.
2: Man, I would not want to work in editing in Hollywood. There are no so many kidding. people that have no fucking life.
1: Well, and especially on this movie because they originally <sighs> had decided to release it after August because they wrapped up filming in April of 1985 and they were going to release it uh, later that year after August, but they had such a fan reaction um, to some of the, the pre-screening, to some of the demos, that they wanted to push it out as quickly as possible. So they hired two editors that basically worked like, you know, tons of hours to get this pushed out as fast as possible.
2: Wow. Well, I guess I need to go back and watch this movie again and make sure the coffee drops that spilled on the counter are in the right place and <laughs> that the cigarette ashes are the appropriate length from one scene to another Christ on a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: they, uh, they, they knew they had a hit, And it it definitely was. I mean, this
2: was pretty much an instant classic. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun film. It is a fun film.
1: So let me pose this question to you guys. Let's say you are George McFly and your third child has grown up. He's reaching probably, you know, 14, 15 years old. And he's starting to look like a guy that you remember from high school that was dating your wife before you dated her. <laughs> You're going to go up to your wife and say, hey, you remember that guy, Calvin Klein, from high school? Have you seen him recently, like uh, maybe 15 years ago?
2: <laughs> Honestly, I, I think that might occur if somebody had your near eidetic memory. I, I think for the rest of us, I, I don't think it would be an issue.
3: See, me personally, I think—actually, not. I don't think this, but I'm going to go with it to play devil's advocate. Okay. (laughs) I think it's uh, similar to the Superman syndrome, you know, where a pair of glasses completely hides the identity of Superman.
1: So what's it in Marty's case, his vest?
3: Yes, it was the vest. I mean, every (laughs) single person. It's either the vest or it's the purple underwear, you know. Vest for uh, George, purple underwear for his mom. You know, she saw that purple underwear and that's all she can think of. Purple, purple, purple.
2: Maybe that's why he had the purple underwear because mom bought them for him. When she saw them at the store, it brought back a fond memory. Oh, oh yeah. Now we're getting there. Little Marty's going to look great in this. Ooh, gross. Mm. No, I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying the fond memory. Yeah, and she's equating that fond memory with a crush that she
1: had on some dude that her father hit with a car.
3: Trying to get... <sighs> for, oh, and apparently not. This isn't the first... Yeah, this isn't that. the
2: first dude right. he's hit with a car. Well, oh, apparently man. back in the day, you can do the peeping Tom in broad daylight.
3: Ah, he was <laughs> bird watching.
2: That's That's the thing. Yeah, he bird. wanted to get really close to that bird he was watching. Wow. That's that's something else. And I love the fact that they showed the, uh, the, the armor that was underwear back in the 1950s. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. what would happen to poor George McFly if he were to be brought forward in time just to, I don't know, Padre Island at spring break? Oh, my gosh. I think he just turned into a puddle. <laughs> There'd be a <laughs> pair of slacks and a jacket on the beach with a smile in the sand, <laughs> and that would be it. I mean,
1: well, it's super creepy that he's got Lorraine's routine down so much that he knows exactly when to crawl up a tree and go peeping.
2: It's only creepy if it's not appreciated.
1: No, it's creepy even then.
2: Because if you look at so many things like, look, let's go back to Romeo, right? Go back to Shakespeare if you're if you're sitting under a window serenading a lady in the evening and she likes it that's romantic at night it's stalking <laughs> it's trespass at the at the very least you know i mean it's i can't tell you the number of times i've heard from females you know ew that guy ew he just you know ew he's looking at me ew is like well you're dressed hot you look beautiful well yeah but not for him it's it's very subjective it's very subjective. If she'd probably think he's adorable, she might uh, even have known what was going on and left the window open just enough. Uh, I don't know.
3: You know, when I go not to just change, for
2: him, but I mean that window was open pretty wide.
3: When I change my underwear, I I pull the curtains. Stand open in front of a window. Hell yeah! I'm hoping <laughs> the kids across the street see my junk. Haven't you? What do you think of that? Say anything you like, boy.
2: <laughs> oh my god. I mean, good grief. I mean, what I mean, that's that was my first thought. I mean, my first thought was why are you up in a tree in the middle of the daytime? If you're gonna do this, at least have half the intelligence of a stuff a typical criminal. And then number two is why are you, young lady, in front of a huge window?
3: She was she likes I mean, the it's, natural it's, lighting.
2: Yeah, that's what it was, natural lighting. It's hormones, run amok. We should just take children, wrap them in bubble wrap, and freeze-dry them when they're, like, 11 and don't thaw them out until they're 20. <laughs> we'll just bypass adolescence altogether. I love
1: some of the uh, the timeline consistencies that they pushed into the movie. So, it was Twin Pines Mall before he went back in time, and then it was Lone mm-hmm. Pine Mall afterward. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Although this movie does kind of create a paradox, right? Because he goes back in time, screws up his his timeline or his parents' timeline, um, and adjusts it to where his future is actually changed. But that's the
2: Mandela effect. Say what? <laughs> no, I'm just- I was just thinking if we could throw that off and just say it was he did everything just right, but then the Mandela effect happened.
1: What the hell's the Mandela effect?
2: Oh my god! You do not know Mandela, as I in know Nelson, Nelson Mandela? Mandela. Yeah. Okay, really, Rob, are you familiar?
3: Uh, Nelson Mandela uh, isn't he the but one? But the
2: Mandela effect. I don't remember. In oh my ride. gracious okay guys Please,
3: red teach us
2: ah uh, long story short there's a bunch of crap if you google this you're gonna just get in and it's a rabbit hole from hell
1: oh well take us to class red it's it's class some time people red.
2: believe that Nelson Mandela died in prison some people believe and accurately so that he did not die in prison he was released and eventually became the president of South Africa before he past. Yes. So, causes.
3: I googled Mandela Effect and it immediately says Mandela Effect Back to the Future. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah, sure.
2: uh-huh. That's why I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Okay, so, continue. Um, Berenstein Bears versus Berenstein Bears. C-3PO, solid gold, but when you watch the shows, no, actually one of his legs from the knee down is silver, not solid gold. Um... The spelling of Looney Tunes on cartoons, was it spelled Looney Tunes with T-O-O-N-S, or is it T-U-N-E-S on tunes? And a lot of this is being thrown back all the way to the Hadron Super Collider coming online, and that it tore some kind of fabric, time warp, whatever, and bits of different parts of the multiverse are leaking in.
1: Okay, I remember this being discussed in one of the uh, most recent episodes of the X-Files.
2: And they're actually saying that's one of the reasons why the the Simpsons is predicting so much of the future.
1: That's interesting. I'm going to have to read up on this because, yeah. I I remember hearing the Mandela effect in that episode and going, what the hell is that? And then I got distracted and never looked it up. But, yeah, so... They they kind of touch on that on in, in one of the episodes of the most recent uh, seasons, actually the most recent season mm. of the X Files. It's actually okay. pretty
2: cool. I haven't seen any of the new X Files.
1: Oh, it's it's worth it's worth going back and watching.
3: The Mandela Effect is evidence that you may have experienced events from a different reality.
2: Yes. Okay. So. It's some kind of That's why cutter. I cracked the joke. The reason everything's improved for him isn't so much that he screwed up. Maybe it's just the Mandela effect. Har, har, har. I had no idea I was gonna open up this can of spam.
3: <laughs> just keep your mouth shut, Red. I
2: need to. I'll yeah. that. that's what I that's what you need to do on a on a podcast. On a podcast is keep your mouth, your mouth shut. shut. I'll just be the eye candy in the room.
3: Yes. Sweet.
2: Slowly as I do, my basic instinct leg cross. <laughs> Try and delete that from your mind.
3: Uh, is, is that you, like, puking or getting uh, excited?
2: I don't know.
1: A little of column A, a little of column B.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> and a whole lot of column C.
2: It's pronounced solemn, not column. Soft C. <laughs> Fuck you.
3: <laughs> All right. So... Uh, uh, what I found a little interesting, uh, one of the notes I put down, all right, so throughout the entire show, you know, his, his siblings, his brother and his sister, are slowly fading from top to bottom, ever mm-hmm. so slowly going away, right? Mm-hmm. Except when you come to Marty, and then it's like full on fading all at once. Why is he different and special?
2: Dramatic effect, it's part of a movie. Let's move on.
3: (laughs) No, I mean, why weren't they consistent?
2: I I don't know. Because it's definitely probably a
1: stylistic choice. Yeah, yeah, it'd probably be a little Mm -hmm. creepy
3: seeing a a headless guitar player. Yeah, or a headless... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, that's what you wanted to
1: see? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, I thought you were just talking about like the timeline, the continuity of it is speeding up.
3: Well, no, I mean, I I just, I don't know. You know, they show, they show it, you know, a little bit at a time type of deal. And then, but for Marty, it's like all or nothing.
2: So you thought it should have been reflected in they're also disappearing.
3: Yeah. Or something like that. You know, uh, I don't, you know, it's just, it just, you know, choose one way or another. You did know, you recognize, like
2: did you guys recognize, are you even old enough to recognize the uniform that his older brother was wearing at the beginning of the movie? McDonald's. Nope.
1: Was Big Belly not? Burger.
2: That was not McDonald's. In and out. Nope. That was Dennis. Burger King. I used to have to wear that damn. Uniform. Oh, was that
3: Burger?
1: I could have swore that there was, were Golden
2: Arches on that. That was. Burger
1: oh King. no, because they because they had a Burger King placement uh, at the very beginning uh-huh. by Doc Brown's Garage.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. that that Burger King uniform. Was on the inside, you could feel every stitch where that polyester sleeve met the corduroy vest. Ugh. And it was designed specifically, I think, to retain heat.
1: Oh, so the corduroy was built into the shirt? It wasn't an actual vest that you put over the right.
2: shirt? Ugh, right. Yeah, that would suck. Abrasive and hot. Very uncomfortable, especially when working over a fry vat.
3: Well, you sh- You should feel right at home with that, being abrasive and hot.
2: Well, thank you so very much. He is hot
3: and (laughs) abrasive at times.
2: (laughs) But I'm telling you that I saw that, and literally I had a little PTS when I saw that uniform. I've actually been in restaurants to this day, and I'll look at how the kids are dressed, and I'm like, man, I wish I could have wore something that comfortable. Nice.
1: No, I could have swore that was McDonald's, but yeah, now that you say it, it's it's Burger King because... Burger King wouldn't have put their placement in there with McDonald's. So, all right. So, uh, anybody got any awards? I got
3: awards coming out my ass.
2: Okay. Oh well. I don't want your by ass all awards. means. Let's pull them cheeks back like a curtain in an old theater and hear them. Oh.
3: All right, black lung. Who's your black lung? Black lung. Well, I started with one. And changed my mind. So my first one was Lorraine, you know, because she likes to smoke in the car. And, you know, what are you, my mother? Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but then I uh, immediately changed it because I totally forgot about the reefer addicts.
2: All <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
3: So my black loan goes to the reefer addicts, or you could even uh, say it could go to the car.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely hot boxing that fucker. Yeah. So, Good Marvin one. and the Starlights and their car gets your black lung. All yeah. right. Who's got yours, Red?
2: I went with Mom. I feel so low. <laughs> yeah, I went with Lorraine too because I'm creative. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She smoked uh, in the first timeline. She smoked as a, as a teenager. Um, and. Well, we didn't exactly see her smoke in the new timeline. I bet she snuck one in every once in a while. She's definitely yeah, but my only, black only for
2: those, only for that special photo album they've got.
3: <laughs> yeah, Thor when you know, she's thinking about Calvin Klein.
2: And but see, that just proves that Rob's one of these these marijuana dope fiend fans wanting to legalize the dope. That's what it is. I've heard all these dope heads talking all the time. Dude, marijuana's like good for glaucoma. Dude, marijuana's great if you're under cancer treatment. Dude, if your car's leaking oil, put some marijuana and a little hemp oil. That'll fix that leak. Dude, marijuana will fix the hole in the ozone layer. Everybody's talking about the benefits of marijuana, and all it is is dope. It's just dope.
1: And this has been Red's
2: rant.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Showing you're it's red, pronounced red. it's
2: it's marijuana, not it's 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 pronounced Joanna.
3: marijuana,
2: Joanna, not one.
1: So my my uh, head lush award is going to go to Lorraine because nobody has drank more in this movie than Lorraine. Oh yeah, chugs
2: that vodka like it's water. Well, it might have been, could have been a prop.
1: Who's got yours? Although
2: Rick? some method acting would have been great. <laughs> Who's got yours, Red? Oh, I was going with mom on the smoking and drinking. It just seems so obvious, so painfully obvious. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Rob, Lorraine, drinking old lady's liquor.
2: All
1: right, three for three. Mm-hmm. And who's got your player? Player.
3: <laughs> going to <laughs> mom again. <laughs> She's got the <laughs> hots for her kid <sighs> and her brother, apparently, because, you know. Oh, she yeah. knows what it's like to kiss her brother.
2: <laughs> yeah, you gotta you know, wonder I hadn't about, even made that connection. You gotta Yo. wonder about that line. It's like kissing my brother. Oh. Hey,
3: if they've got lips, she's gonna try it.
2: Well, my player award is gonna go to George. George? Really? George McFly. You think George because, has good... He was able to fend off the bestial advances of Biff, and he was capable of gaining the affections of one said mom and bring her around to the light side.
3: And you know, and then in the altered time. And then line, there was the
2: dance where he got the little redheaded kid from Children of the Corn. Right. It wasn't he didn't play Malachi, I can't remember who he played.
1: Uh, he but on um, his
2: right hand, yeah, yeah. You I mean, he not once but twice in the same evening he rose up to be the man of the hour. You
3: know, and in the, the alter timeline, you know, he goes around smacking his uh, wife's butt in front of his kids. He just dumb not give it. Well, to heck him. Yeah. yeah, he's a player. Player's got to play. Oh That's God. right. <laughs> and a Hetzer's got a Hetz. <laughs>
1: And my player award is going to go to Lorraine because, man, she aggressively goes after what whatever is catching her eye at the moment.
3: Isn't he dreamy?
1: She, yeah, she- and pursued him? She stalked him. She freaking she followed like, him. She followed him to Doc Brown's place. It's romantic if you like it.
3: <laughs> it's romantic during the day and creepy at night.
1: <laughs> no, it's a felony at
3: night. I know that too.
1: Uh, and my Purple Hippo Award is going to go to Lorraine. She's getting all my awards tonight because... Really? Oh yeah. Because can you imagine the the shock and she seemed rather disgusted, which is promising the, uh, the <sighs> shock and disgust of kissing somebody and then realizing it's like kissing your brother. Now, having I'm known how there was it's,
2: tongue in that kiss. Oh I'm yeah. there was, I'm sure tongue. there was
1: some deep tongue, but it's really disturbing that she knows what it's like to deep tongue her brother. But the fact that she pulled back and said, okay, this is like deep tonguing my brother. Gives me hope that she's not just a total creeper, but, uh, yeah, she definitely. I promised I'd brother. never do
2: this again. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he was wearing the coonskin cap when they had this experiment? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you're assuming that it was the older brother that she
3: kissed. It might've been the baby. It could have been. Oh. Jailbird, oh, Joey.
1: no. <laughs> she did seem awfully, aff- I mean, she baked him a cake and everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She
1: seemed to like him the best She was really disappointed
2: that he didn't get out of oh. Well, yeah. yeah, there was going to be a welcome home this, what this, I movie, know,
1: this movie took a dark turn all of a sudden
2: What I want to know is No, is, I think you guys just got dark
3: Is jailbird
1: I'm sitting Joey's here talking still? about
2: the noble virtue of George McFly And you guys are back to Caligula Go ahead, Rob
3: I was going to wonder, is, is, uh, is Jailbird Joey still in jail, though, in the altered timeline?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure he is but he's probably working as the warden or something. Oh,
3: okay. Alright.
1: Well, I mean, but is George's success gonna gonna necessarily change Jailbird Joey's uh, timeline?
3: You never know. Is that gonna
2: affect his path? Predilection for confined spaces. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: who knows? Maybe I since bet he's, 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 you know, his, his sister's not dating a loser. <laughs> I bet he's still <laughs> in jail. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh, my gosh, guys. And it's it a happy be, family show. Maybe it may be the, the,
1: the tr- childhood trauma of being, you know, fringed by your sister. That's what it
3: was. Oh,
2: my heavens. There it is.
3: That's what it was. All right, Red, who's your purple hippo?
2: My purple hippo award goes to Biff because he had his head knocked around like the exorcist. <laughs> you know, these, he was seeing something, yeah. and I don't think it was the boom mic yeah <laughs> i mean he was
3: you know he got clobbered for, yeah for such a big guy he he can't take a hit he's got like a glass oh, jaw well, did
2: you get a no they did a long slow shot of george mcfly's fist that thing was nothing but gnarled bone that oh, would no. hurt
3: well i'm just thinking that you know, would hurt and marty a, hit him too and george and you know he's just Getting beat up all over the place, and that
2: was
1: a haymaker that he brought in from his knees. I mean, that was yeah.
3: Well, you could see definitely, definitely uh, was super cyan down there. And really and truly,
2: Thomas Wilson, who plays Biff, you you guys may not be aware of this. He is a righteous stand-up comedian.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've heard. Oh, yeah, he's a good guy.
2: He is. He is really, really funny. He's also a, a little bit of a singer, and he made a song. About his character and being in this in this sequence of movies, in Back to the Future. Yeah, I remember that song. It's it's pretty. And good. it's 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 kind of cute too. He likes making make poking some fun at himself. He'll he'll do that for sure.
3: What's your purple? My hippo purple hippo? hippo. So so the obvious one might be like Reefer Addicts again, you know, because they're smoking in the in the thing, hot themselves. The dope.
2: Say no to the dope. Yeah.
3: However, I'm going with my purple hippo. Uh, is going to go to Doc Brown. Specifically, the time that uh, after he gets out of the Delorean, after you know showing it off, he gets out and it's all foggy and everything, and he gets out and his face is just like, "Whoa, where the hell am I?" You know, and he just seems like out in left field for like, well, until I'd like shot. to
2: thank everybody here for that award <laughs> and let you know that the entire movie was the Purple Hippo for me <laughs> from the time I was there. I don't remember a lot <laughs> He's Sorry. great.
3: do I get to choose now?
1: oh it's is it is it choosing time? I think it is. Are we gonna let Rob
3: choose the number this time? I don't know
2: why he's always done very well.
3: I don't know why you're uh you're even wondering what number I'm gonna choose. What number are you gonna
1: choose? Well what number
3: do I always choose? I
1: don't know what number are you gonna choose?
3: Which one do I normally
1: choose? I don't know. What number are you going to choose? Well,
3: I normally choose 42.
1: 42? Yeah. And why do
3: you choose 42? It's it's the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Okay. However, I'm going to go with 88, baby. 88? Because, okay, that's a good one. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you reveal what 88 is, I'm curious as to what 42 would be. Because if we weren't doing Back to the Future, I would have chosen 42. Well... So just just humor me here What what is 42 so 42 don't say galaxy quest I will punch you in the dick
1: well my dick is safe thank goodness uh, 42 dick was good gonna movie. be Babylon 5
3: oh thank god I didn't choose 42 we just got you guys just got done doing a whole series there are like six seasons of Babylon five five It seems like forever and 10 seasons. There are
2: five seasons of Babylon 5, one season of Babylon 5 Crusade, and there are six movies.
3: Good grief. You guys would be doing this for like 20 years. Yeah. What the hell did I choose?
2: Next week,
1: we're going to be watching the movie about astronaut Sam Bell, who has a quintessentially personal encounter towards the end of his three-year stint on the moon, where he... Working alongside his computer, Gertie, sends back to Earth parcels of a resource that has helped diminish our planet's power problems. Oh, I've seen this. Yes, this is going to be 2009's Moon, starring Sam Rockwell, Kevin Spacey, Dominique McElliott, and directed by Duncan Jones. So this is one I have not seen.
3: Oh, you're going to... But I love Sam Rockwell. It's it's kind of a head trip.
1: And uh, so, yeah, it sounds like you both... Have enjoyed this movie So I'm looking forward to
2: it Yeah that. I liked it I mean it's nothing that I wanted to go out and say Man I gotta get a copy of this and Put it on my shelf
3: I watch it every week
2: But it is well done It's not bad at all So, Although I have a feeling we're going to hear uh, A little bit of uh, concern when it comes to science Oh yeah There might be some concerns <laughs> Things like sound and gravity Oh
1: good Oh, good. Light. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. If the story's intriguing enough, maybe I can overlook that.
3: You know you won't.
1: Yeah, you paused Back to the Future for Jigawatt.
3: Yeah. It's wrong.
1: Yeah. Anyway. And a doctor should know that. Doc Brown should know better. And with that, we thank you for listening this week. Our <laughs> intro and outro music is Welcome you know, Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com on Twitter at status underscore podcast or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlift.com. Thanks, Rob, for joining us this week. I'm Jason. I'm Red. And
3: I'm
2: Rob. I was going to say, he's not even going to let you say anything. (laughs) He already addressed that part. Rob's been with us. It's like, fuck, man. And we'll talk to you next week. And we're
1: out.
3: I
2: can't, we're done <laughs> we're
3: done <laughs> take out my trash
1: I'll tell
2: you
3: what that uh, lamb show
2: god I thought I was really in trouble for a minute. it's so, like I'll edit that fuck you know, no. I'm sorry <laughs>
0: no damn dude it. I that did some kind joke. of
2: FCC faux pas